Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matthew Chute. I am the Climate Buddha on Facebook, and this is a commentary on the 420 2019 Guy McPherson presentation, which, uh, well, I think if I was my memory was working perfectly, I would know exactly where it was, but it was in front of an audience, and it uh, was an hour and a half long a live stream that uh, was done by his uh, wife and partner, and uh, the production quality was good enough. You could hear the message that he had to say. The message that he had to say and the details of that hour and a half long um, presentation I'm going to try to summarize to some extent, but I simply cannot summarize as well as Guy McPherson can. The idea of finding out what's going on, the great line of Marvin Gaye's song, and the what's going on, it turns out to be it's science unto itself. Media outlets, people that you listen to to find out what the news is, those choices of media outlets has changed because of the internet. And we look back in my, I'm a child of uh, the 70s, but I look back at my television and media life. And although there seemed to be a lot of choices on the FM radio dial and, uh, and the television, etc., we now realize that there really wasn't many media choices then. There really wasn't the ability to, to switch philosophical gears. We were going to be handed a particular philosophy that was being concocted by someone else about every aspect of our society and handed to us through a very small, narrow tube of media outlets. CBS, ABC, NBC, if any of you want to hire me tomorrow, I uh, will change my opinion quickly. But right now, these three major media outlooks, it's outlets that's now been added, a few more, Viacom and Time Warner and all these mergers that have occurred, we still have very few media voices. And there's no doubt that the very few media voices that we actually have are concentrated amongst ginormous multi-billionaires with multi-billionaire agendas, political and otherwise. So the internet changes. So now we have a choice of literally tens of thousands of people to listen to and say, what's going on? Well, my responsibility as a climate Buddha is to be that media outlet for you that did the research, that makes sure that the information that I'm getting is good information from you. And one of those media outlets that I have is Guy McPherson. I've been listening to his information for years. He and I have been on the phone a number of times. We're somewhat friends. But the overall issue is is that I have history with him as a media outlet. I've seen his message evolve. I've seen his presentation. I've seen the changes he makes when he, knows he, when he finds out he makes mistakes. I also have a long-term media outlet relationship with a number of other climate-specific media pages. But they, it's technical data. It's technical information. So... The technical information, the process of me communicating that technical information to you, that process, I fudge, I go easy, I make things quick, I make quick statements. When I say to you that there are just a zillion tons of frozen methane underneath the ocean, I'm saying that because the actual number is irrelevant. There's just so much of it. And if I say there's 20 gigatons that could be released in methane, 
that would directly affect the worldwide temperature, that means that there's a big pile of methane that's readily available to be released. Guy McPherson, on the other hand, is going to give us more details and spend more time on, on the specifics. My job as a climate Buddha is to communicate these scientific principles, give you factual information that's backed on good research with good media outlets so that you don't have to spend the time that I do bringing this information to you each day. Uh, my goal is to produce at least a podcast a day. I know that that's a little bit um, optimistic, but the methods that I'm using right now aren't taking up too much of my time. I'm spending a certain amount of time each day consuming various forms of climate-specific media because that's what I've been doing, and I continue to do so, to maintain my website, The Climate Buddha, on Facebook. I also have Instant Radical Change, hashtag Distribute Power, hashtag Universal Alignments, and, half, and, and hashtag Choo Chi. And I also have something called hashtag Logical Radical, which the earlier podcast addressed. And the idea of having radical change happen as quickly as possible was discussed by, by, by Guy McPherson. He was talking about an unfortunate paradox that we have in the climate. This paradox has a bit of controversy about it because you can see there may be political machinations behind it, it might very well possibly be something amiss. But it turns out that industrial civilization, all of the the stuff that we throw into the atmosphere, the coal from power plants comes out of our exhaust, all this stuff actually cools the planet to some extent. It's called the global dimming effect. Nova produced a show on this. The BBC has produced a show on this. This is not unknown science. It is in the public digest. The aerosol masking effect, and when you throw enough thing, uh, things in the atmosphere, it cools us a little bit. It protects it. It's the right type of blanket to put over the atmosphere. Really, the best way to understand the greenhouse effect is to imagine that the greenhouse is made out of a fabric. That this isn't a glass greenhouse, because glass greenhouses are known to be airtight or they really limit the amount of air that goes in and out of the greenhouse. But the thing is that you don't have that kind of airtight blanket effect with CO2. You just have a very thick blanket. So light can go through that thick blanket, but it just keeps, doesn't go get out. It's just the insulation gets thicker and thicker and thicker. But the fabric, the fabric greenhouse concept is a good metaphor to to understand the thermodynamic aspects of, of climate. But what we need to be focusing on as climate observers is that how can I help? Where is my role in this? And when that role comes forward, you realize that the radicalization of our political system and the changes that need to be made is a great place for you to spend your time. Because the universal alignment system that I've developed is sane. It's a way to help us through the transition of whatever this incredible changes in the climate that we're all facing. We, although Guy McPherson spends a tremendous amount of time talking about extinction, there may, might be many years before the even collapse of industrial society or that we can wind it down where we can have many, many years of quality life just different than what we've got now. Guy McPherson's fear is based on his, his life. He is a conservation biologist. He has spent his entire life studying speciation and, and extinction. He's an expert in this. 
he sees extinction as the outcome of this climate change, and so does everybody else. Because if we don't do anything, it's not going to get better. It's just going to get worse, and it's going to get worse. But the question is, on everyone's mind, is when? And because that question of when, uh, on everyone's mind, when, is a probability scientific guess that the best slide rules can say we can live this length of time, the next slide rule says we can live to this length of time. But there are so many factors going on here, folks. This climatological system, the interrelated aspects of how that climatological system affects other tipping points, figuring this thing out is at the absolute utmost of our scientific minds. It is the greatest scientific conundrum, is predicting the weather a year in the future. So we have succeeded in using these models to understand the trends that have occurred, and we have gotten reasonably good to see that trends are not looking good. But how that trend in, unfolds day in and day out, moment in, moment out, yes, it is clear that my own imagination and understanding of this subject, yes, there are changes that we have made and the industrial society's current functioning and all the other aspects, including how much water there is in relation to um, 7 billion people, all these things don't bode well for our species. They don't. Extinction and degradation of society, etc., etc., seem to be pretty much baked in. It's just unlikely that we're going to get through some degree of, of damage from the amount of change that we've already occurred. It's just when. Now, the amount of change that's already occurred and the reason why becoming instantly radicalized was something that may take years to affect us is that the, it turns out that just small quantities of, of temperature change have profound effects on how stuff grows. I mean, our society is going to have to figure this out. We're going to have to take care of one another. So the ability to just get through the agricultural crisis of climate change, to make sure that 7 billion people are fed, that's step one, and it's not done. It's nowhere near done because we have starvation now. The reason that we have starvation now is just really allocation of resources and allocation of effort. Allocation of resources and allocation of effort is a great political issue of our day. It's this idea that one person can have all the the stuff and have all the power and can have all the resources. Just one person can acquire all of that and have it all to themselves. That that's what our system supports. The Horatio Alger myth of capitalistic success on a global and international scale involves understanding monopoly, understanding fairness, and understanding a system that is not designed for international capital. Capitalism's little small town Catholic roots in medieval Europe, while we saw the cost of bread in relation to the cost of having your your horse shoed, were all being taken care of by the magical hand of the free market, is a complete and utter fiction. There is no free market. It's a rigged market. It's a rigged market for the people who are rigging it. There is nothing great about succeeding in a rigged game. There's nothing wonderful about winning the World Series when it was fixed. There's nothing great about succeeding when you're taking down the rest of the planet while you're doing it. 
it just turns out that capitalism in its in all of its forms which before climate change was even mentioned was being attacked and assaulted by an entire different media outlet i started today talking about media outlets i said how important it is to choose one that you trust and you have history with that you know where they're coming from so when you get information from them you tend to trust that information Well, it turns out for years and years and years and years, there's been complaints about capitalism's problems, how it doesn't take care of everybody, how it makes incredible decisions that just are bad for everybody except for a small few. So this concentration of power comes from the way the church is run with a one pope, the idea that there's one guy who does all the talking to God and the rest of us can't do that unless we ask them how. This concentration of power and and exaltation of wealth in saying who built that cathedral, who is in charge of this great mountain, is this person in in fact a human or is that person a god? All this talk about God, the real issue is, is who are the human gods among us and what are they doing to protect us from climate change. Hashtag distribute power brings this very issue to fro and says the success of all systems are based on having a system from which they have a chance of succeeding. Spending any more time in our current political system, which is so rigged and so cantered, so far to one side of information that it is a complete waste of time for solving anything. And if you think that my ideas are radical, they make sense logically when you realize that the length of time that we have to do anything, to keep industrial society together, to weather and keep people foot is so short that the Harvard article on the length of time that we have to actually have an industrial society intact and in place to fix the problems that we have are really short. So... If there's any urgency out there, hashtag instant radical change. We'll say that it's time to change. Pick a date. Let's go and do that. I've got the date 1-1-2020. The next thing is uh, is implementing distributed power so that the distributed power system can be used immediately to affect sociological change at a root level. From that, we're going to implement the universal alignments. The six universal alignments will solve the climate crisis because there will no longer be a crisis for humanity. There will be a crisis for, for the globe that we will work together on. But the only way that we're going to get to that point is by having a distribute power, distributed power um, system in place. We need system change. I have the system to change it to. My name is Matthew Chute. I'm the Climate Buddha.